Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City Moms by Kansas City Moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective Hi, friends. Welcome back. We are so excited for our interview today with Mothers Out Front. But first, we want to hear um, a word from our episode sponsor. Now is the time to sign up for YMCA Summer Day Camp. At Y Day Camp, your kids will make new friends and have tons of fun as they explore new adventures each day. Days will be filled with fun activities to keep learning all summer, opportunities to explore, develop new skills, and try new things, plus plenty of games and movement to stay physically active. With different themes each week, there's always something new. The focus is on achievement, relationships, and belonging to keep kids growing all summer long. Convenient locations are available across the metro for ages 5 to 12. Locations include Blue Valley, Shawnee Mission, Spring Hill, Piper, Platte County, R3 School Districts, North Kansas City, YMCA, and Unity Village in Lee Summit. Registration includes field trips and activities. Sign up for a week that fits your schedule. As a nonprofit, the Y is committed to serving all. If cost is a concern, ask about financial assistance to see if you qualify. Camps are filling up quickly, so sign up now to secure your spot at kansascityymca.org. So in celebration of Earth Day, we are visiting with Susan Alig and Robin Gunnall of Mothers Out Front, a group that focuses on climate change both nationally and locally. They are both members of our local chapter, and we're excited for you to hear about their work and ways for you to get involved. Let's get started. Hi, Susan and Robin. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi there. Thank you guys so much for being here. We, We are so appreciative. We are so excited to talk to you both today about Mothers Out Front. Can you kind of start by telling us just basically what Mothers Out Front is and how you got started or how it got started? Sure. Um, Well, Mothers Out Front um, started in Boston in 2015 um, by three moms who uh, were concerned about um, how the climate crisis was going to impact their kids and who felt like moms have an important role to play in getting the climate action we need to protect our kids, but realized most moms didn't know what they could do. And they felt like there was a lot out there already about what we can do as individuals in our own homes, like switch to LED light bulbs or eat less meat or use less plastic. But we know that while individual action is important, we can't solve this issue through individual action alone. Uh, We really need our leaders, including those at the local level, to use tools that they have um, to make good decisions for our kids on this issue. So Mothers Out Front started as um, a nonprofit, um, and they created a toolkit and a coaching program 
to empower moms across the country to become uh, more engaged citizens at the local level and be a voice of conscience where those important decisions are being made, um, especially regarding the energy we use to power our homes, because that's a big driver of the climate crisis mm -hmm. uh, in most areas. So it's really, um, they built it on the idea that what moves leaders to take action isn't so much facts and charts, it's really connecting with them on an emotional level it's our stories about why something matters to us. Um, as moms, we care about solving the climate crisis because we want a good future for our kids. And uh, moms are credible members of the community. So sharing our concern about how the climate crisis will impact our kids and asking leaders to enact the policies we need to protect them is much more likely to move policymakers than an expert just going in and talking about the science. That's so true. Um, yeah. And um, so, you know, they also felt that moms are natural organizers. We know how to get things done. We, we organize school events. We organize Girl Scout troops and kids sports. And we have networks that we can tap into to encourage other moms to get involved um, because we know that the, the best way for someone to kind of get off um, the sidelines and get involved uh, with this type of issue is for someone that they know to ask them and invite them to be part of it. So today there's teams of moms working in several states throughout the country, including Massachusetts, New York, Colorado, Virginia, and California. Um, so far, we're the only chapter uh, in Missouri or Kansas. Um, and these teams of moms have worked together on issues that would move the needle in their own community, um, including stopping new power plants from being built in, um, you know, near neighborhoods. Um, they've helped school districts move to all electric buses. They've spoken up for policies that would make rooftop solar more affordable. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes teams in the same state um, come together to work for change at the state legislature level. So that's happened in several states as well. That's amazing. How long has the Kansas City chapter been here? We started just about two years ago. Um, our first um, kind of gathering um, and kickoff was supposed to be, I think, March 16th of um, 2020, which was right <laughs> when the pandemic hit. Good timing. <laughs> of course. So most of us has been um, virtual. Um, and so we've kind of, you know, um, some of us have never seen each other face to face, although that's starting to change um, more recently. Now we've been starting to have more um, in-person um, gatherings and, and events. So um, we're happy for that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> what are, um, Susan and Robin, what are kind of the top three initiatives of Mothers Out Front that you guys are working on right now? Sure. Um, I'll start... Um, because we've been working on both sides of the state line here in the Kansas City area. Um, so we initially started out um, primarily focused with Kansas City, Missouri, and it's an exciting time um, for climate action in, in the Kansas City area right now because um, Kansas City is updating its climate plan for the first time um, since they adopted their original climate plan back in 2008. Mm -hmm. So. Um, this plan, you know, um, 
is going to clearly show um, people how the city will do its part to bring emissions down at the speed and scale we need um, and do so in a way that prioritizes communities that have suffered more from pollution and systemic racism. So, um, mm -hmm. so we are um, working very, very closely um, <clears throat> with the city on this plan and with many other of our community um, partners and leaders um, because we really hope that that Kansas City um, adopting their plan can set the bar for the rest of the region to follow. And, um, and we are involved because last fall, um, we as a Mothers Out Front team spoke up and asked Mayor Lucas um, to appoint um, one of us to be on the city's Climate Protection Steering Committee mm -hmm. um, to ensure that moms had a seat at the table yeah. um, to be a voice for our kids. Um, so that's really, you know, that's one way we can move the needle by actually being at the table where these decisions are being made mm -hmm. um, and showing up to meetings as members of the community. So um, that's um, what we are focused on right now in Kansas City. It's, um, you know, if, if they adopt the plan, it's going to lead the region in getting to 100% clean electricity by 2030, um, which will cut our, our collective footprint in half. Mm -hmm. um, which would be huge. And that's what science says we need to do to protect our kids. And then, you know, would have the ad additional benefit of improving our air quality. Um, and we will also, you know, if it's adopted, lead the way in, in helping um, households, especially low-income households, mm -hmm. um, switch from fossil fuel-powered um, heating and stoves, you know, which also put kids at a higher risk of asthma, to cleaner alternatives mm -hmm. like um, more efficient heat pumps and modern induction stoves. So those are just a couple of the policies that we're working on with the city. That's that's so great. So kind of a lead into my next question. So why, and you like what made me think of it was you're talking about asthma. Um, why should Kansas City moms be concerned about these issues? Sure. Um, well, and I, I'd like, I'd love for Susan to talk a little bit about her work in Johnson County. Too, yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, these, the, our, our kids are going to be the ones um, dealing with the changes that happen um, because of climate change. And mm -hmm. so we need to do everything um, we can right now so that they, you know, are not left, um, having to deal with this issue. You know, we need to take action now um, to, to set them up for the best future possible. Um, so um, that's, I mean, that's why I got involved. I, um, I, you know, we as moms put our, our whole heart and soul into raising our kids and, and ensuring that they're set up for a good future. And um, I felt like inaction by, by our leaders on the climate crisis was um, undoing, you know, a lot of the, mm -hmm. the work um, that we as moms do to try to set our kids up for good future. Yeah. Um, so and that, would you like to add anything to that? Yeah. You know, I just think that moms are an important voice in the discussion about climate change because you see, um, you know, some discussion about, well, everything's ruined anyway, or, oh, it's mm -hmm. too hard to make this change. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, moms can't be defeatist. We can't be nihilists. We can't say, let's just do nothing and keep the party going. Um, Cause we're looking at our kids, little faces, um, you know, and we're thinking about uh, those predictions in the IPCC reports about what the world will look like if we don't do what we need to do. And that's the world my kids are going to live in. Um, and so we absolutely need to get on the ball and get this done. What is IPPC? Um, that's the International Panel on Climate Change. Okay, um, okay. That's the group that issues the reports um, with very dire warnings about, um, you know, if we hit three or four degrees Celsius warming, we're talking about famine and war and, and things that may not be survivable. Okay. Um, and that's just... I don't want to bring that up in in a fun podcast. Um. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's also you know it's it's why you all are doing what you're doing, and it's if it wasn't a problem, there wouldn't be a need for the group. So I mean, it's not all rainbows and sunshine, right? And so I guess on a what I like to focus on is how great the solutions for climate change can be for our kids. Mm-hmm. So pretty much every solution to climate change brings additional benefits. So Robin mentioned if we switch from gas to electric appliances, that's going to be better for asthma rates. If we switch to bike and pedestrian infrastructure, that's going to be infrastructure that our kids can use to bike around their city on. Um, if we encourage biodiversity, we're going to have thriving ecosystems with plants and animals for our children to observe and enjoy. So all of these solutions bring other great things that I want to work for um, so that my kids and grandkids will have them. And so when you look at, like, what would you say to somebody who is looking at this problem, which seems quite daunting Mm -hmm. of, you know, changing the stove in my house is not going to shine a light to factory emissions or the auto Mm -hmm. industry um, or even people who say, you know, the United States making these changes is only, you know, a small percentage of the problem because we have all these other global economies who are also contributing in even more significant ways. Um, So what do you say to people of why these small actions you're taking in your family or on a local level are worth it Mm -hmm. with such a global, like, dire problem? Yeah. Well, one thing I would – go ahead, Susan. Well, I was just going to say, you know, you hear the phrase death by a thousand cuts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the opposite is true, too. You can have – life or a solution by a thousand, you know, non cuts. So every little thing matters. I mean, that's not pithy, but it's the truth. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And I would add that, you know, this is where we have the most influence is in our own backyards. And so we can't control what happens in other states or other countries. But we have some control and some influence about what happens in our own areas. And so that's why we're focused at the local level, because that's where we can impact the biggest mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. And we, we should be, you know, especially the United States should be leading by example um, mm-hmm. and inspiring the rest of the world to, to follow. That's what yeah. we've always done. And so that's what we should continue to do. Yeah. 
So you're talking about like in our homes. So as moms, how can we be practically involved with helping work, helping work towards these goals and initiatives? Sure. Um, you guys have alluded to a couple of them, but like, let's say, cause some of them too, you know, like changing your stove, that mm-hmm. can seem very like, whoa, like that's expensive or that's not something I want to do. So what are some, maybe some other ideas, you know, that are practical and that we can, that are easy, small changes to make? Sure. Well, I, I would like to, to, yes, um, some of these big purchases are expensive. Mm-hmm. And so we're not suggesting that everyone needs to go out and do them tomorrow. Sure. That's not realistic. Um, and that's not affordable. Um, but when those, those big purchases need to be made when you need to buy a Mm -hmm. a new car or when you need to replace your hot water heater or your stove or your furnace or AC, you know, have a plan in place um, to make sure what you're replacing it with is a more climate friendly um, alternative, like a heat pump or an induction stove. So no, not suggesting that this all needs to happen you know, right now, but have a plan, um, for that. Um, and because those are really, um, you know, the, those decisions are what moves the needle the most. Um, and, and in some ways I think that's kind of freeing, like we don't have to bog ourselves down in every day and, you know, um, every little decision we make. Um, mm-hmm. cause that gets to be overwhelming. Um, so it of course still is helpful to reduce plastic use and eat mm-hmm. less meat. And, um, but I just, you know, I wanted to mention those other things because, um, those are things that, um, that, that move the needle without having to obsess every, at every single, you know, point in the grocery store. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, you're... I think that's I think that's great. In in your homes, what are can you each give us like a couple things that you do in your house that you know helps contribute in a positive way? I'm just trying to think of like basic things. Like for example, one thing that we did that about set my husband over the edge, but he actually he has recovered. You'll be glad to know. <laughs> we went um, paper towel free. Mm-hmm. And I got these, they're those unpaper towel rolls. I got them off Etsy from like a local mom who makes them and you roll them up on like a towel rod thing. And literally like, I can't imagine ever buying paper towels again, which sounds crazy, but that was a small, I think they were like 25 or $30. They're reusable. Um, and I just love those. So anything else you can think of like that, or we use, um, reusable Ziploc bags for snacks and stuff. That's super easy. And those are real cheap, Amazon or Target, wherever. Um, do you have any other like examples like that, that we could easily swap out? So, um, I guess my perspective is the more you can get away from, uh, disposable purchases that Mm -hmm. just go straight into the landfill, Mm -hmm. you're going to be saving yourself money. And, um, I'm like you, I don't buy paper towels. Um, and I just wash, you know, dishcloths and it's not that big of a deal, but I will say, you know, if you're choosing where to put your energy, um, 
do those things in your home because they make sense for you and it feels good mm-hmm. to, um, you know, have a home where you're working towards solutions to the problem. But um, also don't forget about organizing and emailing your elected representatives and um, paying attention to what is going on at a policy level. Because I really don't want moms in particular to feel like the environmental movement is all about making domestic life a little more complicated. Um, That's just not true. Um, And it's really about um, making your voice heard and collective action. Yeah. So let's say if we don't do anything and things just kind of continue on the route that they are going, how do you see the world looking different for our kids and grandkids? Speaking of being really uplifting. (laughs) But it's important. You know, I think it's important to know, like, you know, this is how you continue. It's like a health related issue. You know, if you continue to live in this, you know, this way, these are going to be the repercussions for your body down the road. And I think it's the same for where we, you know, where we live. Yes. So um, it is important to know that with the carbon we've already put in the atmosphere, there are going to be some things that I had that my kids will not have. Um, My kind of uh, origin story for what made me decide that I needed to take action was um, a horrible vacation last summer. Um, I took my kids out to Colorado. I thought I was going to recreate road trips from the 90s. Um, where my family would, you know, drive across Kansas and we'd get to the mountains and it would just be so cool and beautiful and wonderful. And um, we just got blasted by a heat wave that ruined the trip. And Mm. we visited friends who had multiple air purifiers in their home to protect their baby from breathing wildfire smoke. So already my kids don't have the family road trip to Colorado that I had. You know, and that's that's kind of a little thing, you know, like whatever it's it's a vacation. But to me, it really hit home that that's Mm -hmm. something I wanted to give my kids that I cannot give them. Yeah. Um, So just continuing as normal or doing nothing is not an option. Um, If we heat the earth by three or four degrees Celsius, um, we are looking at uh, dire, dire consequences for civilization as we know it. And there's lots of research about, you know, sea level rise um, and increased disease and famine and things like that. I don't think that is what humanity is going to choose to do. I really believe we are going to transition away from fossil fuels. Um, It's happening. Um, The question is how quickly and how well are we going to do it? Mm -hmm. So, Like I said earlier, I'm trying to work towards a future where we've put in the work to fight climate change before those really bad consequences start happening. And we've also gotten all kinds of wonderful benefits alongside fighting climate change. You know, healthy ecosystems, um, clean air, energy efficient homes, um, abundant electricity that's affordable, stable prices, um, clean air. That's the future I want to spend time thinking about and working towards. Yeah. Robin, do you have anything to add to that? Just about kind of futuristic yeah, things I, that I, we hope never happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I um, the, the loss of, of 
of nature and animals really yeah. weighs on me too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, w- one of the things we did uh, when the pandemic hit, it was um, in our laundry room, we set up a, a monarch butterfly caterpillar nursery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we raised monarch butterflies in our laundry room and then released them when they hatched mm-hmm. out of their chrysalis. And, you know, the prediction for butterflies is is not great if more of an isn't done and i hate to think about you know future generations of kids not having that i mean that's just one example but um you know we just we want it so much to protect the the places and the animals um that we love and so that's one of the things that motivates me to to spend my some of my spare time (laughs) um on this work yeah how do you how do you suggest that we as moms set a foundation in our homes and emphasizing the importance of taking care of our environment and the earth's future? Big question. <laughs> so I have little kids. Um, mm-hmm. They're three and five. And um, at this stage, I just um, try to get them outside in a way that's fun and mm-hmm. um, emphasize that we humans are also part of nature. So we spend time watching um, and appreciating the animals that live in our yards. Um, <laughs> you know, children mm-hmm. are designed to be curious and we should follow their lead. And there's a lot of joy to be had in that. Um, my family started planning adventure days on Sundays. Um, we started a few years ago. And the point is just to go outside um, with a spirit of adventure. So mm-hmm. we go to nature centers all the time. We always take snacks. Um, That's a big deal for the little guys. Um, And we spend plenty of time looking at little things we find. Um, You know, it might be a turtle on a rock at Loose Park or, you know, just watching a bird. Um, And I emphasize to the kids that um, everything we have comes from the earth. Mm -hmm. So we thank the earth. Um, Even the plastic toys at Target come from the earth. Um, although it's a little hard to look at them and, and figure out how uh, we know it's true. So right now we talk about not buying too much, um, being careful to clean up our, our trash. Yeah. Um, and then someday when they understand climate change, I hope that they know I was fighting for them when they were little. Yeah. So right now we focus on, on gratitude and connectedness mm-hmm. um, with the earth and um Honestly, that also just makes you feel mentally well to spend time doing that. So everything we do as a family to take care of the earth is also taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Um, there's, I've seen on Facebook there, have you seen those like thousand hour outside groups? It's no. like these groups that you can join and it's people that are all trying to hit a thousand hours outside in 2022. Oh, cool. And there's like charts you can print off and all this stuff. And I joined it and I was like, yes. And then it felt like another thing to do and started giving me anxiety. So I, but now I just observe, I mean, when we're similar, you know, I try to, you know, get my kids outside as much as I can. Um, But anyways, if anybody's interested in that and that doesn't stress them out, there's some cool (laughs) ideas and just pictures of different things people do. Do you have, um, Susan, do you have a favorite nature center in Kansas City? That so is like um, go to. Yeah, there are a couple that are great for little kids because they have um, 
like nature play playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, the Anita Gorman Nature Center on Troost, um, oh, okay. kind of over by, mm-hmm. yeah, over by UMKC is really good. And okay. then the, um, the Parkville, I think it's like a, it's a conservation center or a nature Na- center. Nature sanctuary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so great. Cool. Okay. And I know there's like Lakeside Nature Center, right? And there's Ernie Miller. Yes. Yeah, we really like Ernie Miller. We've been able to do, they have hikes and different things like on the full moon. Yeah. We found, my um, dad was actually, he's a member of the IPCC reports. He's one of the lead authors. Oh, wow. So environmental wow. issues are big and, you know, growing up and then, um, you know, grandpa obviously passes that on to mm-hmm. the grandkids, but I was resonating with your Colorado story. We went to Outer Banks last year and went to Cape Hatteras and they had moved, you know, they've moved that lighthouse um, more inland because it was going to get washed away. And we talked to the kids a lot about, you know, this is an area where, you know, in some of the little towns on Outer Banks, they're already like dredging in, you know, sand to try to extend out because they're losing their land. Um and just kind of talked about like, this might not even be here when you have kids. And yeah. this is what's happening, you know, to other areas of the country of some of these places just won't exist Yeah, for your grandkids. And it, yeah, as they get older, you're able to more, I think, explain, mm-hmm. you know, real, real life scenarios of if we don't do something, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. My, my son calls, uh, my son at the time of this podcast is four and a half. He calls littering glittering. It makes me so happy. <laughs> we get out of the car and he's like, oh no, somebody, somebody glittered. They glittered. <laughs> and my seven-year-old was correcting him. And I was like, no, 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 no. Just leave it. Leave it. Leave it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want him to say littered. I want him to say glittered. But anyways, that's but that's, you know, but that's an easy thing too of, you know, we all carry hand sanitizer and stuff. Have your kids pick up the trash, throw it in the trash bin, you know, and wash your hands. So. Well, and that's something you want to teach them anyway. Yes, so. exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You ladies have been a joy to talk to. I feel like this could go on for much, much longer because this is such a big, important topic. Can you tell um, how any of our listeners could be um, to could get more involved with Mothers Out Front? Sure. Um, well, we have a website. Okay. Um, and we'll be linking can- to that. Uh-huh. Uh, mothersoutfront.org. And so if you can navigate to our Kansas City um, team page, um, you can fill out an interest form um, to either you know, sign up for our action alerts or um, learn more about how um, you can bring your skills and your talents, um, because we need all sorts of skills and talents um, mm-hmm. in our movement. Um and you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And we do two events every month, um, a virtual brunch and Ooh. a happy hour, Fun. an in-person happy hour. Um, so um, you can um, start off by coming to one of those and, and learning more about what we're doing and how you can be involved. And those are up on the Mothers Out Front website as well. That's so cool. I love um, getting together with moms where, you know, obviously where you have a common common interest or goal. So that would be another great way to make friends too that you're kind of on the same page with. Absolutely. On a on an important thing. So 
Thank you guys both so, so, so much. Um, and again, we will link to all these things and how you can reach um, Robin and Susan in the show notes um, and also on our landing page um, on Kansas City Mom Collective Online. So thank you both so much. And um, we just appreciate you being here and all of the work that you're doing. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Us. Thank you. And happy Earth Day. <laughs> happy yes. Earth Day. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. That's great. It's great. It's great. Sarah, what is your loving in Kansas City Oops. item to go with Earth of the moment? Earth Day. Yes. On topic. Um, I'm excited about the car seat trade-in event at Target, mm. which is coming back around um, April 18th through 30th. You can bring in a damaged, expired, old um, car seat, and mm-hmm. you usually have big bins right at the entrance, and you dump your car seat in there, and then you get a 20% off coupon that you can use for a stroller, a car seat, or other um, big baby gear items. Cool. And so we will link to that in the show notes, but that's, I'm excited about that. I think that's great. I have something to get rid of. Yes. I've also seen two people in like, I feel like all I talk about is Facebook groups, but I'm like a Facebook group junkie. It's just is what it is. People talk about, um, people will ask, like, I'm looking for a coupon. I don't have something to trade in. Sometimes people will just give like you can go pick it up from somebody to get the coupon. Yeah. So use your networks, use your networks. Um, okay. My thing that I'm loving in Kansas city is it is almost farmer's market season and we are closest to the Overland park farmer's market in downtown Overland park. Um, I'm sure you have one hopefully close to you or drivable. Um, so the Overland park one starts uh, April 16th. So it actually just started like two days ago. Two days ago it started. And then Wednesday mornings that they do um, doesn't start until June 1st. And that one's 7.30 to 1 p.m. But the Saturday one is up and going. Um, Some little tips. They do not want dogs there. So if you have your dog, leave your dog at home. Um, My kids love to get the honey sticks. And that's like a really cheap little thing to feel like you've like bought your kids something and it lasts them a little bit. Um, those are really fun to pick up. The flowers there are just beautiful. I love getting fresh flowers. Um, and then checking the website, um, or just in general, just knowing what's in season and what's not, I don't know those things. So I will be looking that up, um, to kind of know what to gravitate towards food wise. They have food trucks there. So you can kind of make a day of it if you want. Um, there's a little, it's pretty small, but it's cute. A little fountain area for the kids. And then there's Thompson park which is just mm-hmm. down the street a little bit from um, from the farmer's market. And that one has a fountain too. So as it warms up, um, your kids can check that out. Uh, let's see. There's shops you can walk, downtown Overland Park. Um, and then just in general, just to follow them on Facebook um, and Instagram to kind of stay up to date on events because they always have stuff going on down there. Um, and I will link to that for you in show notes. So um, another event coming up for you to have on your calendar is our pajama jam on April 30th. Sarah, do you want to talk about pajama jam? Sure. We'll um, be there. Yep. We're partnering we'll with there. Wonderscope and it's kind of an off hours party. You can come in your jammies. Mm-hmm. We have, um, it's from six to nine on Saturday, April 30th. Um, and we will link to the tickets, but, um, you can bring your whole family. There's going to be, we have a DJ that is a kid. He was a, um, <laughs> 
DJ Entrepreneur is really cool. Um, And then we have sponsors that will have activities. Um, You'll get to enjoy Wonderscope kind of after hours. Um, There'll be food, treats, all sorts of stuff. So um, Um, we have an instrument petting zoo, I believe. Um, So it's really fun. And we do have limited attendance so that it does feel like more of a intimate kind of exclusive experience. So you'll want to get those um, as soon as you see the link. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. All right, friends. We're so glad that you are here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us as always, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. Email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Mobcast.